I love being a part of a church that celebrates what God does and the gifts that he gives us. You know, one of our core verses here is Ephesians, and it says that we are his workmanship created in his image. And through that, that means that the gifts and talents that God gives us, he wants us to use. And how cool is it that we have something like Center of the Arts that helps uh, young kids learn how to use the gifts and the talents, the creativity, and the art that God has put inside of them in a way that honors and glorifies God. I just, I love being a part of that, so uh, it's a blessing. Today is Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and it's a time where we celebrate what Christ did in our lives. And as a part of that, I'm going to start this opening part of our message with a little bit of setup. You see, before Jesus went to the cross, he had a lot of stuff that happened. And we're going to look at a passage in that of the importance of being broken and, and what that means in our lives today and how we can apply that to our lives. And we're going to look at an anointing of Jesus. And we actually have in Scripture where he was anointed two or three times, depending on who you talk to and looking at the passages. But before his death, he was anointed in his life. And I think it's an important picture for us to look at and see what Jesus has done for us and how he was broken for our brokenness. So if we look at Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9, it says, Meanwhile, Jesus was at Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume? They said it could have been sold for a year's wage and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You'll always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She had done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. This is essential to the gospel. The good news, wherever the good news, wherever the gospel of what Christ did is preached, this woman's actions will be talked about. And what did she do? But she took what was most valuable to her and offered it as a gift to God. And this is a, I guess, what, medium-sized vessel. If you put olive oil in there, that would last you a couple meals, depending on how much you like your salad to be dressed. But the reality is, is that that is a much larger vessel than what this probably was. The alabaster vessel was probably something like this. A year's worth of work contained in a tiny alabaster shelled jar. Now, this is hard to illustrate with because, 
y'all are a little bit away from me. But this is a vessel that could be, like, if, the, if you put a year's worth of money into this, that'd be some expensive stuff, right? But the reality is that that is what was taken, and it was broken to anoint God. And you see, a broken jar is pretty much useless once it's broken. You can't do much with something that's broken. But the reality is that that was necessary for what was inside to be used. She couldn't get what was inside of value to her out until it was broken. And, you know, I was thinking about it. A, a broken jar, um, it, can, it can do two things. It can be used, and oftentimes it will cut you, right? When you drop something, it has a sound to it. And, and the, we hear that sound, we go, oh. That's not supposed to happen. Watch out. Who doesn't have shoes on? Don't move. Right? Because what happened? It'll cut you. Here's the other thing. A broken jar is also used to create a beautiful mosaic. I can't have the beauty of the art of a mosaic without broken pieces. But the reality is that our brokenness is needed to create the picture that Christ is done. Our brokenness creates the mosaic of God's redemption in the world. We're either anointed to be broken or we're just broken shards. I actually dropped that and it sounded bad, but it didn't even break. And a lot of times the world will come in and just beat us down. And we're left with just a piece. And this is probably what it was like. And she took it and she poured and anointed it over Jesus. A broken piece that can be used for two things, redemption or stuck in pain. And our brokenness sounds different. I could take countless different items and break them and they'd all sound different. And here's the reality is that our brokenness will sound different than someone else's. It'll look different than another person's. But it was the display of this woman's own brokenness offered to Christ that brought her freedom. And it's through Christ's brokenness displayed on the cross that we ultimately find our healing. It's only through the reality of Christ's brokenness that we are healed. It's the power of our testimony that shares of God's goodness to those around us. And how amazing it is to hear from someone how their life was completely changed by God's love and by God's people. And, you know, one of the things that um, I just... I. I really adore about this story is, you know, I too have a past and um, this woman had a past and she brought all of herself to Jesus' feet just like I did so many years ago and it was in my brokenness that God called me to share my testimony and to begin to speak the good news and I didn't know back in 1998. <laughs> that God would use my family, that, that I would be a part of a church, that I would love sharing Jesus. I just knew that I was hurting and I was broken. In your baskets today, there's uh, glass candy. And you know, those shards, they can sometimes feel so hard, so hard, they can hurt. But there's a sweetness when you just bring them to Jesus' feet. 
Father, thank you for taking me from a place of broken, brokenness to a place of healing, God. Father, I thank you that you are not a respecter of persons, God. And Father, that you, you call to us, that you long for us to bring our brokenness to you so that you can make something beautiful from the ashes. God, I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would move on all of those here in this room or that are listening to the sound of my voice that feel broken, God, that feel as though they've been put out like yesterday's trash, God. Father, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would move on their lives, that they would begin to see how important they are, that the testimony of where they've been is only the beginning to where they're going when they've placed their trust in you, God. Father, we thank you that you bring wholeness. Father, that you bring life, God, and that you bring dead things to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Corey. You know that story this morning of that woman pouring herself out. Her life was changed in that moment. No, she was broken when she walked in. She walked out whole because of Jesus. You know, in my house, I don't know if this is true in your house, but in our house at least, broken things don't last very long. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, it used to be, you know, years ago, it used to be that things were made with such value and such uh, material that it would make sense to fix things that, that were broken, but things have made, uh, been made in such a way now that you can almost go out and get something cheaper than to try to fix it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, in our house, when something breaks, it, it, it often hits the trash can faster than we can even like mourn its loss, you know? Um, and I think that sometimes if we're not careful, we'll, um, we'll feel the same way about ourselves. When we become broken, I think sometimes we don't see the value that God sees in us when life throws us a curveball. And brokenness looks different for people than it does for things, amen? Um, brokenness comes through broken hearts, broken relationships or marriages, broken promises. This is the kind of brokenness that we feel in our lives. And not one person in this room, not one person in this room is exempt from feeling broken. If you haven't felt it yet, you will. Brokenness is a part of our human condition. And if we're not careful, we'll start to believe that we don't have any value because we've been broken. Most of us try very hard to avoid getting broken. To feel brokenness, it's not something we're very fond of. We desire not to be broken. But I believe that that's because we don't understand the power of broken. God understands that there is power in our brokenness. And Jesus came as the greatest example of the power of broken. Jesus embraced the brokenness of the cross on that Good Friday that we celebrated just a few days ago. He embraced that brokenness and trusted the Father to put the pieces back together. And aren't you glad he did? 
Three days later, that body that was broken, that body that was dead, that body that was put in that tomb, breathed again. That death, that brokenness was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah hundreds of years before Jesus would actually come to fulfill it. And I felt the Holy Spirit draw me to this passage to read to you this morning about the brokenness and the power of brokenness. It's Isaiah 53, starting in verse 5 today. It says, But Jesus was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, we've strayed away. We've left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, and yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before its shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. These words of prophecy were spoken, as I said, hundreds of years before Jesus would actually come to do the work of salvation on the cross. And Jesus knew that he would have to be broken to accomplish God's plan. I am of the understanding that Jesus knew the the prophet Isaiah well. When he was in the synagogue, he would probably hear this verse. He was crushed. He was bruised. He was beaten. And I can't help but think that Jesus thought, that's going to be me. He understood that it was God's plan to bring brokenness in that moment because God had something much better in store for him. We see it in verse 10. If you look at the verse with me, let's just skip down a couple uh, verses here. It says, verse 10, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, yep. Oh, to have that innocence again, right? We all know. We all know that the brokenness and pain in our lives is something that when we give it to God, when we bring it to God, just like that woman who brought that broken vial to Jesus, when we give it to God, God makes something out of our nothing. He restores us in our brokenness. And this is not a message that you would hear from everybody. But in the Word of God, it says that it was God's good plan to crush and hurt His Son. We say all the time, God is good, right? God is good all the time, all the time, God is good, right? Like We say it, but then when it comes down to it and we experience things that are painful, we go, God, why? Here's why. And if you don't like it, He didn't ask you. It was God's good plan 
to bring us to a place of brokenness because here's the thing, y'all. It's a hard truth, but you can't make something out of nothing. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, no matter how much you put yourself into your life, at some point, you're going to be out of control. At some point, brokenness will crowd into your life. And in that moment, we have to bring our brokenness to Jesus and understand the power of brokenness. Jesus' moments of humble brokenness on the cross produced a blessing that never ends. We call it salvation. You and I, we can be saved. We can be delivered. We can have right relationship with God, not because we're so good, but because he was good and is good. And our brokenness in a moment can produce an eternity of blessing for the people around us when we humble ourselves before God. And if you're broken this morning, if you're feeling the brokenness today, if you're carrying brokenness in your, your, the shards of your life today into this house, I've got good news for you. When others see brokenness, God sees you as ready. Others may see you as broken right now, but God sees you as ready, ready for a miracle, ready for a healing, ready for a new life, ready for a new future. But there is no miracle without a problem. There is no healing without pain or sickness. And there is no new life without giving up the old life. There is no new future without the brokenness of our past. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to bring the pieces of your life before God. We're not going to ask you to do anything unusual or, you know, we're doing all the unusual stuff. So we're not going to call you up and, you know, send you through a prayer line or do something weird or funky. But I do want to give you a moment to respond to this word today. Maybe, maybe today you've been struggling with the brokenness in your life. Maybe you've caused the brokenness. Maybe you can't help but cause the brokenness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of us have been delivered from that, right? Um, there's brokenness in your life, and today you want to bring that broken, the broken pieces of your life without all the answers. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to know how God's going to do it, but you just, in faith, want to bring what you have to the Lord. And watch what he does. Because when others see you as broken, God sees you as ready. Would you bow your head? Father, we come to you today, every single one of us, we come to you as broken people. God, we recognize that the brokenness in our lives is something that we struggle with each and every day. And your spirit helps us to walk in greater uh, uh, ability and, and righteousness. But God... If we don't humble ourselves each and every day, God, we can sometimes just get out of control. And so, God, we bring the broken pieces of our lives to you today. Maybe this is your first time coming to Jesus. Maybe this is your hundredth time. It doesn't matter. Just come. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would respond today and say, you know what? There, there are broken pieces in my life that I don't know how they'll come together and so I just, I want to bring them to God today. I want to bring them to Jesus. If that's you, would you slip your hands up right where you are just to say, you know what, that's me. That's me. I, 
I don't know how this is going to work out. I, I just, this pain that I'm carrying, the past that I have, but I, just like Corey and just like this, the lady that is in this story today, I'm going to bring the pieces of my life to Jesus. Father, you see the hands that have been raised here. These hands are connected to hearts that matter so much to you. I ask God that you would heal our hearts in these next few moments to those who need salvation and a new future. God, I pray that you would release that to them now in Jesus' name. And if we could, every person in the house, would you pray this prayer together with those that have their hands raised? If you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer along with me today. And there's nothing magical about this prayer, but it's a statement of faith. It's a statement of your heart right now in this moment. Can we pray together? Repeat after me. Say, Father. Father. Come on, say, Father. Father. I bring the broken pieces pieces of my life to you. I bring my broken relationships. I bring my broken past. I bring my broken health. And I lay it before you. I ask God that you would take the brokenness and show me the power of broken. Release your love in my life. As I repent of my sin and turn my eyes to you today, I put my faith in you, Jesus. Thank you for being broken for me. I will be broken for you. In Jesus' name, amen.